Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production, available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. During the season of giving, we'd like to offer you a little something special, and all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time. We need you to complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and helps support the show. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcastone.study, and everything will be right there for you. That's podcastone.study. The first 150 people to complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to Amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. So please go to podcastone.study, and as always, thank you for supporting the show and happy holidays from all of us at podcast one by the time you finish this ad 1157 people will have planned their travel on skyscanner skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals from flights and hotels to car rentals we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from dc and beyond discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month search skyscanner or download the skyscanner app today Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man You can see him, he's crestfallen. This is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick show, covered a lot of ground earlier in the show. Jets, Ravens coming up tonight. If you're a Ravens fan, an NFL fan, you just want Lamar Jackson to get through a game like this. The weather should be fine. You just want to get through a game. You can get your record for the most rushing yards for a quarterback in NFL history in a single season. Get the win. You're a 16.5-point favorite. And that allows Lamar Jackson to rest a little bit more. Because I do think that there's some load management that will go on with the Ravens as we inch closer to the end of the regular season. He's had a lot of wear and tear on the body. He's been great as a passer, obviously great as a running quarterback. But I do think the defenses, once you get into the postseason, are going to change their philosophy on him. Because it's going to be worth 15 yards to hit him. 
And I think a lot of defenses, they're not used to seeing this. I mean, we've had pockets where you've had quarterbacks who've come in, and, you know, when Colin Kaepernick came in, like, when is he a runner? When is he still a passer? When can I hit him? When can I not hit him? Uh, Michael Vick going back, uh, RG3, you know, even Cam Newton. But Lamar Jackson's different than all of those quarterbacks. But I do think that how you protect him, can you protect him, and the fact that you had Earl Thomas, the defensive back, He's already out in front of this. They started their propaganda. They started their campaign just to remind the officials, hey, make sure you protect the league MVP. Don't you do this with Tom Brady. You should be doing this with Lamar Jackson. Well, it's easier to protect Brady because he stays in the pocket. It's harder with Lamar Jackson. When he does get out, if I'm a defensive player, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I want you hitting him every single time he becomes a runner. Or you think he's becoming a runner. Because when he has that play fake, I don't know if you have the ball or not. I can plead ignorance there. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have a clean hit on him, but I would make sure that whenever he takes off, he knows that he's going to get hit. Now, easier said than done. If you've seen some of the footage where he's faking guys out where they don't even get a hand on him. But I'm going to assume you're a runner. But I do think that this will be an issue in the postseason of how he's officiated. And I do applaud the Ravens and Earl Thomas of getting out in front of this just to remind the officials, you know, keep this in mind when Lamar's running the football. Yes, McLovin. I think you are allowed to hit him even if he does hand the ball off because they always – they hit Mark Ingram every time he play fakes to him. What They change the rule – He's thinking about it. He fakes a handoff, then the defense always tackles Ingram when he doesn't have the ball. Oh, no, I'm definitely hitting yeah. him because yeah. we've already yeah. seen that there, he, the, the element of deception with his ability to be able to look like he's you know putting the ball in or taking it out. He has it. He doesn't have it. I can just say to the official, I don't know if he has it or not. So I, I really think they don't know. They are so confused yeah. on that option, especially with Ingram, who's good at telling it, too. When in doubt, hit him. Yes, Paul. Yeah, I looked it up uh, about a year and a half ago. The NFL tweaked a little bit. Once you enter that run option mode where the football is in flux, you're not sure who it is, you're not a passer at that point. Even at the point where you're disengaging from the running back, you could be considered uh, almost like a runner when you don't have the ball. You could be hit. Well, I'm definitely going to put a helmet on him, but I do think that the Ravens, I understand what they're doing, and it makes sense, certainly when you get to the postseason, because there will be a defense that is going to go after you. And, you know, you know, what I've heard from Earl Thomas is, hey, they're going after his legs. I would, I would love for Earl to say in the Niners game we noticed they did this or whatever in the Kansas City game. Give me some examples here. Don't just say that they're going after his legs. If you have examples, great. Then I think the NFL would really be interested in hearing about this. I can't go for his head. We know that as a quarterback. But it gets tricky when you're in the pocket. Like with Roethlisberger, it felt like the officials would give him the benefit of the doubt of extending a play. But then you'd have other quarterbacks where it didn't feel like they were giving you the same benefit there. I mean, famously, Eli should have been called in the grasp in the, in the uh, Super Bowl against the Patriots. I mean, he's not a mobile quarterback. He doesn't extend plays. If you could ever have called... In the grasp, that was when you needed to call in the grasp. You know, Cam Newton, you know, you, you give him a little bit more leeway there because of the kind of player he is. Like, I have to factor in your style in what is in the grasp, and am I protecting you? Or am I doing a disservice by blowing the whistle early? And I think that's going to be the tricky part with Lamar Jackson. It's the same thing with Cam Newton and the same thing with Ben Roethlisberger. They extend a play. Russell Wilson, they extend a play. So I'm going to give you a little bit more leeway, but I could also be putting you in harm's way in this, in, you know, in, in, uh, at the same time. Yeah, McLevin. Well, I mean, there's no reason we should have any doubts about the NFL officials figuring this out in the playoffs. There's oh, not going to be anything. Can you see this causing a problem with Lamar Jackson yes. and sort of yes. the roughing the penalty, the roughing penalties, et cetera? Yes, absolutely. Yes, Eden. Isn't this kind of the uh... – like campaign that teams take though as they're heading into the playoffs yeah. right now is the like hey we just want to it's like the let's make sure we start getting the calls going our way through the playoffs because yeah. hey our quarterback's getting roughed up and that's not fair and let's make sure we call light to it early so that in the playoffs we get those calls 
Didn't Phil Jackson invent this? Oh, yeah. Didn't it always seem like Phil would just let the officials know? Game 65, all of a sudden he'd point out something. You know, hey, uh, just make sure you keep an eye on this. Uh, but I, I do think that Lamar Jackson, come playoff time, there will be a moment where you're going to have a controversial call or no call that has to do with him. Uh, Bill Belichick was talking about the uh, investigation into this videotaping, and, uh, well, he sort of talked about it. Here's uh, Belichick he getting a little testy with reporters. He was doing his job. That's what he was doing. He was doing his job. Like we all tried to do. That's what the football team, the football staff, and the coaching staff did. I just answered a question. That's it. They had no involvement in it. Zero. Mr. Kraft made a statement. The team made a statement. That's the one I mean, yeah. um, reached out to Do not have anything to add. <laughs> I think he said it like five or six times. I don't have, any, I don't have anything to add. Here is the, the commissioner of the NFL talking about the uh, Patriots cheating. What kind of factor is the Patriots' history of having previous taping incidents? That's a factor. But I think the, the key things are the new information that we have. That information we obviously already have. But I think the issue is what information do we have from this incident? I don't know if that clears anything up there. <laughs> I don't. It, it just felt like he took up about 25 seconds. And didn't say anything. If it were that, and it happened in the previous, then we'll look at that in the future and make the decision before the end date of that situation. If it could have happened. Back to you, John. Yeah, yeah thank you. I, I think the, yeah, see. You know it's not good news, though, for the Patriots? It's like, I'm in no rush to get this uh, resolved. Yeah, We're going to take our time and really look at this and not rush to judgment on anything. That's not a good sign. We're going to look at every possible angle of this and drag this out as long as possible so the storyline becomes, what's taking the NFL so long to figure this out? Yeah. I don't think it goes into the offseason. I get the feeling this is, if you're, if you're the commissioner, you want, to, you want to wrap this up as soon as possible here. And I start to get the feeling, and I have no inside information, that the NFL is believing the Patriots. Yeah. I, I do think that the NFL is, is believing what the Patriots are telling them, that they did not know, you know, that this was not something they were doing surreptitiously in a clandestine manner, that they, you know, they, they put it out there that this was obvious with what they were doing, and Bel- Belichick did not know anything about this. That, that's the feeling I'm getting here with the NFL, that I don't know if it's – they may punish them just because, you know – you put this on our desk, so we're going to punish you because of this. And you shouldn't have put yourself in this position, so we're going to punish you. Uh, $100,000. Let's move on. Next. Get Judge you know, Judy here. Yes, Paul. But you know how this is going to work out historically. Even if the Patriots get like a, a $25,000 fine for not following protocol of alerting the Bengals that they were taping. It's yep. very base. Yep. That's enough for people to say, another proven cheating scandal for the Patriots. Look at it. They got fined, didn't they? Why, yeah. why would you find something that wasn't wrong? Well, you see some of these headlines, and the jump to conclusion with some of these headlines is pretty interesting. But you've already made up your mind about the Patriots. It, let's say they're totally exonerated here. That doesn't change anybody's opinion about what you think about the Patriots. It doesn't. David in Arkansas joins us. Hi, David. What do you have for me today? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. I've been thinking about the Earl Thomas comments, and it just seems to me kind of – Funny, interesting, a defensive back talking about going for the knees when that's the first thing it seems like a defensive back goes for on any runner are the knees or to hit high up. I mean, they duck, they go for the knees, you see guys flipping, and then here's a defensive back going, oh, wow, well, maybe they need to protect his legs. I don't know, it just doesn't (laughs) balance out there a little bit. Anyway, thanks, guys. All right, well, thank you, David. Yeah, I think Earl Thomas is only interested in Lamar Jackson's knees. No other quarterback's knees here. Yes, McLovin. To be fair, in Seattle, they didn't. They went for the head, not the knees. <laughs> At least the safety core. Not really Earl, but Cam Chancellor for sure. Oh, yeah. I like how all of a sudden Earl Thomas wants to make sure that we go out of our way to protect a quarterback. Uh, Doug in Florida joins us. Hi, Doug. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. How are you today? Good, sir. Good. Six feet, 200. Hey, uh, first of all, uh, I'm an Ohio State grad, and I just want to comment on – I think McMuffin made the uh, comment uh, 
about uh, Ohio State easier to get into than Michigan. Uh, so I just pulled up uh, some quick data and thought, <laughs> and, and I have a reason why I call him McMuffin. But uh, uh, I just pulled up the ACT scores from oh, January. Oh, boy. Okay. Right. All right. The reason I'm having this argument is I've been blasted by Michigan uh, guys from the time I started at Ohio State till 40 years later now about that it's easier to get in at the better school, that stuff, okay? Okay. So to me, facts and data, all that matters. Now, I looked at the average ACT score acceptance for Ohio State is 32, Michigan 33, SAT 770, 750 Ohio State. So that's like less than a 2% difference. But the bigger picture is do we really think that all the athletes on either of those two teams – uh, on scholarship are achieving those average scores. So I don't think you can really make the argument it's easier for an athlete to go to Michigan than it is Ohio State. Uh, Doug, uh, McLovin, a Dartmouth grad, would like to uh, have a retort here. Well, he's obviously very good with numbers, so I'm assuming he did not go to Ohio State. Um, the... what? <laughs> well, actually, to be honest, I was talking about Notre Dame, and because Notre Dame itself says the reason that we're not good is academics. But, come on, Michigan's better than Ohio State. Dan, you know these two schools well. They grew up in the I, backyard. I couldn't get into either one of them. <laughs> so, I, you know, I have it on good authority that I couldn't get into any of these schools. And I wouldn't apply to either one of them because they were below me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly, to be honest, I thought about Michigan as a safety school, but <laughs> I decided Cornell was a better safety school. Uh, Doug, would you like to respond? Yes. Well, first of all, uh, I just – I think that uh, there, there isn't any difference between getting in to play football at these schools. Now, maybe getting into Michigan as a percentage of applications versus acceptance versus ACT versus SAT. I can't believe there's any difference. Wait, you're not doing uh, well in trash talking here, Doug. McLevin just roughed you up a little bit. I thought you'd come back with a flamethrower. Okay, well, let me come with something off topic. Okay. How much did McMuffin bench and is pumping his chest out for, at least it seems that way, or the show is. What did he, how much did he lift at, how old, 30 years old? I was just curious. Um, oh, I, I mean, 205 times, but I could have gotten up to like 235, 240. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But, and he's not 30 how, years how, of I, age, Doug. How old is he? Well over 30. Yeah, he's, uh, he's closer to 50. Yeah. But wait, just, I, I was impressed with my bench press. Is that not good? We were all thrilled with that. I, I don't know. Doug is calling you apparently soft here. Well, I'm just saying at 59, soon to be 60, I can do 185, 35, 40 times. So I, I don't think at his young age that that's anything to be proud of in the public domain. That's wow. all. That's okay. All right, Doug. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, Eden. Nothing goes uh, further when you're trying to prove your intellectual intelligence <laughs> than to be like, how much can you bench at the very first sight that you've lost an argument? There's nothing more Ohio State than asking how much you bench in an academic conversation. Uh, actually, academically, I'd like to put ourselves up there. We're actually about deeper thinkers than you think. And the grade point average, when you look statistically, is like, oh, that's such a, how much can you bench? Boom. Now, yeah. he's saying he's 59 right. and bench 185 39 times. Yeah. Come on. What? I don't want to mess with Doug. He sounds ripped, but Doug sounds a little too serious here. Slightly. Yeah, a little too serious here. And if you're going to make an argument here and then McLovin is going to trash talk you, you got to come back. I was just trying to help. I mean, Michigan's got to reach for something, right? What's their other excuses? I was, you know, we know some smart Michigan grads, and they'll brag about the academics there. Yeah, just not the football. I'm trying to get Rich Eisen to call in any second right now. <laughs> I know he's listening to this. Adam Schefter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Schefter. All the media members from Michigan. How much can Rich Eisen bench? He can't bench as much as you, McLovin. Uh, I don't know. He's no, no, player. no, he can't. No, yeah. Shefty looks like he's sneaky strong. Oh, he's ripped. He could. Uh, yeah, Shefty could probably. But five months of kidney stones. Yeah, five days of kidney stones. I, I like how you screwed up that story so badly. That you said Adam Schefter had kidney stones for five months. Well, I got to tell you, he said he was hospitalized. You never were hospitalized for over, I, I mean. Well, I, I, I went into the hospital for the procedure, both of those procedures. I wasn't in overnight. Yeah, you're way tougher than Schefter. I, I pulled out the IV and I walked out of the emergency room. I was not going to stay overnight. I'm like the no country for old men. I just got out of the hospital and I came after people. And benched 185 pounds 39 times. I don't even know if I could bench 100 pounds. 
Really? I don't think so. You, have you, when's the last time you benched regularly? Uh, if ever. I don't know if I've ever benched. I, I think that's obvious by looking at me. I remember when we first started lifting weights. It was my sophomore year in college, and we were lifting weights. And I went, I don't need to lift weights. And meanwhile, everybody on the team, everybody else, they were already jacked to begin with. And I, I looked like I was olive oil out there. And, uh, you know, I, I never wanted to lift. And now that's part of the regimen with guys. But, no, I don't, I don't know if I've ever benched 100 pounds. Even in your, like, 20s, I've seen pictures of you playing softball where you looked a little, a little muscular. I never, but I never thought that, you know, like how much I could bench was a big deal. I know it was to a lot of people, but I, I just never, I was never interested in that. Curls, any of that. All I wanted to do was jump. That's it. I wanted to, I wanted to jump higher. But you I ever wear those ankle weights? Yeah. Me yeah. too, yeah. I wore a vest. My dad had a, a three-piece suit, and I took the vest, and I put ankle weights in the pockets of my dad's vest. <laughs> and I would shoot hoops with this. Because I didn't want it pulling on my knees, so I thought if I had the vest on when I was shooting, that that would have been better for my body. Yeah, Paul. I've always wondered about those ankle weights that basketball players wore because, you, in theory, you'd be lifting, lifting up the ankle weight. It would help the muscles of going up with your leg, not the muscles that you're springing with. I know, I know when you take the ankle weights off, you'll feel lighter, like a placebo effect for a few minutes. But I always thought it was a weird concept. Sorry to debunk. Yeah. I don't know if I am debunking. Yeah, McClellan. I read this story about this reporter who tried, who couldn't dunk and w- did a year-long exercise regimen yeah. to try. I Michael McKnight, I think, and it worked. So you could do certain things. I've never dunked. I've dunked a tennis ball. Well, I, and I go back to my roommate in college. He was a 6'3", high jumper, white guy, and he could high jump seven feet. And he taught himself how to jump. So people would always go, boy, Jeff can really jump. And I said, yeah, he taught himself. And then people would go, he taught himself? And I go, yeah, he, he improved his ability to high jump. And people were always amazed. Like, we'd throw alley-oops to him. He's 6'3". But he, he could jump. Um, and, and he said you can learn how to jump higher. And it took a long time. I think the first time I dunked was I was uh, after my senior year in high school. And I remember dunking, and I went, oh, my God, I just dunked. And nobody was around, and I went, wait, i got to go get somebody. So I went over to a friend's house, Zeke Campbell. I said, come on over here. I just dunked. So I dragged him out of his uh, apartment complex just to watch me dunk. He's like, can I go now? I go, yeah. But it was a big deal. And then you realize, it doesn't mean you can play. But the ability of of learning how to to jump, uh, I did not know existed. But – you know, you see some guys who are self-taught. Yes, McLeod. Ever in a game? No. Even a pickup game or nothing? Uh, I missed one in, in a pickup game. Oh. Off the back iron. Clang. Not good. The alumni game. My high school alumni game. Had a breakaway. Bang. Off the back iron. Clang. All right. 20 after the hour. Uh, we'll continue to open up my scrapbook and tell you all the great memories there. Coming up. More phone calls on the way, uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, 21 after the hour. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. If you purchase supplies for a business, you know it's nearly impossible to find everything you need in one place. And that's why there's Zorro.com, where the number one goal is to make your life easier. Zorro.com, that's Z-O-R-O.com, is where you'll find everything you need for your businesses of any size and almost any industry. Zorro.com has tools and equipment, safety and office supplies, cleaning supplies, and more. Zorro has tons of stuff for industries like electrical, plumbing, contracting, manufacturing, and more. You'll find brands you know and trust like Stanley, 3M, Milwaukee, Schneider, and Rubbermaid, just to name a few. Zorro.com offers amazing customer service from real people based in the United States. You'll also enjoy fast, free shipping of orders of $50 or more. Even if you don't have a business to shop for, you can still find lots of great items at Zorro.com. Visit Zorro.com slash Dan to sign up for a Z-mail and get 15% off your first order. That's Zorro.com slash Dan. Sign up for the Z-mail and get 15% off your first order. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place. 
so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Some trash talking going on here. The American Unathletic Association of America Season 2 is coming up here on the Dan Patrick Show. Is that official? Yes. Season 2. Trying to get the start dates here of our three-on-three. You guys didn't ask for Season 2, but you got it. It's a Season 2 of the... I think that's our motto. You didn't ask for it, but you got it. Season 2. The A-U-A-A. Bad basketball is back. Yeah. And, uh... I'm now taking Paulie's place. I'm going to be player coach, and uh, the free ballers are going to be uh, one of the teams. Is that official? Yes. That's the official name. Yes. We're the free ballers. The free ballers. Yes. Oh, With a yeah. Z on the end? Or? And, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do Z or not. <laughs> free ball odds. Paulie's retired. Good run. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a 30 for 30 on Paulie's basketball career. Three yeah. for three. <laughs> yes, McLovin. So we keep doing mock drafts for the AUAA, and none of these teams are working out. Nobody is happy with who's going to be on their team, except for Seton. Well, Seton has the number one pick. Yeah. The rest of us are in chaos. Yes, Seton. So, yeah, no, I'm most unhappy about who's ending up on everyone else's team. I'll, I'll be okay with mine, but then what I really need to change is the sneak draft. Oh, I know. That's heading into the owners' meetings. That's my big my big mission is changing the snake draft. Yeah, we were thinking about having our owners' meetings, going to, like, Atlantic City or something, and then have the media <laughs> covering our owners' meetings for the AUAA. But, uh, you know, Fritzy is uh, – do you have the third pick? I would have the third pick. Okay, and then McLovin. We go to the newsroom for an I-team investigation. Oh my the motto of our news team is we don't break news. <laughs> We sprayed it. Let's go to the newsroom. Paul, hate to bring this up, Dan, but I'm a journalist now, no longer a player in the league, and I heard three different backroom guys, the crew guys that are amongst the draft pool at the AUA, and they all three were talking, and the phrase was, how do we not get picked by Fritzy? And I hate, I don't want to pile oh, on top, but that's wow. a direct quote. Wow. 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 Direct what do you mean? Mm. <laughs> Take that as you will. Captain the team that made it to the championship game, even though we backed in. Kind of rude back there. Okay. Yeah, it's funny is that uh, there's only so many back room guys that play, so it's not very difficult to narrow <laughs> down the three that said that. <laughs> I know we're trying to protect sources here, but <laughs> we're very limited this, pool. Let's put it this way. I could see all three of them with my one good eye from where I'm sitting right now. Was there people running camera here? No offense. Yeah, no offense taken. Uh, the search to find the greatest holiday baker continues. Eight amateur bakers enter the kitchen where they show off their family tradition, superb baking skills. Jesse Palmer hosts this. You've got uh, Tough Love judges who are there. You can tune in Monday nights, an all-new episode only on Food Network. Update the poll results, McLevin. We'll have this day in sports history coming up as well. Are you in favor of a three-batter minimum rule in MLB? 54% say no. Tom Verducci hated it. These, some of these, I, I can't imagine a manager going, you know what, I like this. But I, I don't, and then the fact that Tom Verducci said, it's not going to save that much time, but you are going to mess with the strategy of a manager. You know, it's one thing to speed up, hey, get into the batter's box, hey, uh, you know, get on the pitcher's mound, like speed that up, or uh, coming back from commercial break, you know, that's one thing. But now you're saying to a manager, if you put somebody in, he's got to be in for three batters at least. So you're messing with the strategy, the integrity of the game. Yes, yeah, This rule adjustment reminds me so much of or sounds so much like something the NFL would do, which is a terrible sign for baseball. Yeah, reactionary. And, and complicated. Yeah, I agree. Uh, West in Illinois joins us. Hi, Wes. What do you have for me today? Uh, I want to first say that 
I didn't. This is not my idea. I heard this, I believe, with a uh, guest on the Gottlieb show. Okay. His suggestion was that a much better way to improve the pace of the game is to get rid of the warm-up pitches. Yeah. No other sport do we let the guys come in and warm up. Football guys don't toss the ball around. You know, a basketball player doesn't shoot a couple free throws. Why do we do that? You've got a bullpen. Get yourself warmed up. If you're not ready to go, mm, that's on you. That's not on the game. Manager's got to tap his shoulder or something as soon as he walks out of the dugout. Now you've got a substitution that's no different than any other sport. There's the pace of the game, and you don't mess with the integrity of the sport. Yeah, I, I understand that. We brought that up before, Wes, and thank you for the phone call. I think that you do want to get the pitching mound in the game is different than the pitching man you'll have in the bullpen. And I think you want to at least give them the opportunity to get their foot and get accustomed to that pitching mound. And that might seem like it's crazy or not a big thing, but it is for a pitcher. When you come in, I would give you two pitches. That'd be it. Come in, get ready, get the feel of the pitching mound, and then let's get going. But, hey, you come in and you got to throw eight pitches, and you come in you got to throw eight pitches. Now, so there's, there's, there's – Places where you can make the flow of the game better. That's really what it comes down to. Make the flow better. Because we're watching NFL games now. There's no flow. And it's a tough watch. Uh, The NBA can be a tough watch. If you're watching the Rockets, as I did last night, James Harden's going to the line 24 times. It's tough. You You want a flow to the game, and that's what makes it great. I don't care how long it lasts, as long as it feels like it's moving. Instead of, oh, I'm going to take a break here. We're going to slow down here. Okay, get out of the batter's box. I think Nomar Garcia-Para was one of the main culprits of extending baseball, making it slow down. He got out of the box every single time, and he would adjust both batting gloves. Even if he didn't swing the bat, I would be, if I'm the umpire, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to put the no into Nomar. No, get back in there. How about non-adjustable batting gloves? How about that? that that's my contribution to baseball. They're just locked into your wrist. You can't move them at no. all. Even if they get uncomfortable, no. you're stuck with it. No, no, Yes, Todd, do you have a, a Yeah, imagine a imagine telling Popovich or Doc Rivers or D'Antoni or someone, like, you know, he brings somebody in and they have to stay in the game a certain number of minutes before yeah. he can bring in another guy for him. Yeah, you got to leave that guy in for three minutes here. Yeah, I just – the fact that these – the managers didn't know about it. I think they were aware that maybe it was a possibility. But you had Joe Madden and Joe Girardi who didn't know that this rule was put into play. I find that amazing. Uh, Matt in Indiana joins us. Hi, Matt. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. Uh, 5'10", 185. I listened to uh, the, the trash talk between uh, Doug and, and McLovin back there, and uh, I would just say leave it to a Michigan fan that when you're getting your rear end handed to you for years after years after years to make an excuse and turn the conversation to academics and whether or not it's easier to get into a school I just say that's pretty ridiculous. Right. I follow a lot of. I went to school with a lot of Michigan and Ohio State fans here at a small school in Indiana, so in the heart of Big Ten country, and they were passionate. And for the last few years, they've defended Michigan like crazy. Well, now they don't have anything to rest on, and so of course they resort to academics. Like well, that. nobody wants to. And thanks for the phone call, Matt. Nobody wants to rely on academics when you want to win an argument. You, you, you normally, even the Ivy League schools don't want to do that. And now all of a sudden when you're going, yeah, but our SAT scores were better than yours. Or that coach, he graduates 95% of his players. Yes, yeah, so Right, you can't lose the game and then be like, higher GPA, we win. <laughs> like, yeah, well, okay. Yeah, Paul. I went to SIU, and if being easy to get in made you a better football team, my team would be a national <laughs> title winner year after year. I got in in four hours. Yeah. I think they took me off the street for Eastern Kentucky. Hey. <laughs> You want to go to college? Uh, I don't know. I guess. Come on in. Do I have to take any tests? No. It's a good thing that my ACT scores didn't prevent me from getting into college. I'd love to say that I was such a good basketball player that they overlooked my ACT scores. That wasn't the case. 
Yes, McLovin. I grew up having no idea what the ACT was, and I only heard it about Prop 48 and eligibility. We don't have anything like that on the East Coast. We never had. Yeah, it was Midwest. Did you take the SAT, too? No. <laughs> and it's funny. I, I embarrassed myself enough with the ACT. The ACT score is out of 20 or something? Something really small, right? Wait, are you asking me what my ACT score was? No, you've told it on air before, by the way. Yeah. My kids bring it up all the time. Yeah, see. I didn't feel so bad. Like, you get a, you know, a 900 or something or like a 970 on your SAT. You're like, ah, oh, well, it's not great, but it's not terrible. But if I just got a 9, I'd be like, oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I needed, like, I needed the ACT to have a 100 in back of it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you got an 18... Hundred. Oh, I did good. Yeah. You got an 18. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. The ACT score range, it's not used as much anymore, but it's big in the Midwest. A maximum, like a perfect score, was a 36. Yeah. An average score was generally about an 18. Okay. Generally. I got a 14 the first time I took it. So I was... Uh, I so was, what's wrong with that? You said you had a bad ACT. That's oh. not... Oh, no, no, 18's average, McLovin. Yeah, but it's not, 14's not terrible, though. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is? Yeah, it is terrible. It's below average. Yes, it is. And and that that was pretty much me. You just didn't apply yourself. My mom would always say that. I'd say, yeah, probably, probably so. And then I took it again, and I got an 18. I think I needed an 18 to get in to uh, some of these schools. I tell people, you know, I uh, I didn't go to the Air Force. I couldn't have got into the Air Force. They recruited me, and I couldn't have got in because my test scores weren't good enough. But I always said, yeah, my dad didn't want me to go. He was a Marine, didn't want me to go to the Air Force. Meanwhile, I couldn't have gotten in to that beautiful <laughs> school. Beautiful school. Yeah, Steve. What were you averaging points per game, though? 20. See? Yeah, with no three-point shot. That's the important number. <laughs> All right. You'd rather have a 14 in your ACT and 20 nights per game taking down Springboro. Yes. Well. Did, did you need to be more of the, uh, like, 24, 28 yeah, range? Yeah. I needed. If we had the three-point shot back then, I'd probably average 25 a game. Plus, league rules frowned upon <laughs> using a handgun on me. The only way to stop you is with a handgun or a math book. Oh. Hey, we don't have to get academics in this. Probably, probably a math book was going to stop me in my tracks. English homework. Oh, hey. I know Fritzy was a great student. McLovin, obviously, a great student. Paulie always said C's get degrees. I finished college with a 2.02 and my uh, for my five plus years of college. 2.02. <laughs> That's a tick above a C. I actually checked my high school transcripts. And I finished with a 2.18 out of four, which is like a, a light C plus. And I was ranked 380 out of 390 students in my high school. Okay. Like they did a class ranking. Right. That meant there was nine people that had worse grades than I had. Okay. So that's pretty bad. We had a we had 150 in my graduating class, and I was I had to be, you know, probably in the 130 range there. Yeah, see. Yeah, I was a classic uh, if he only applied himself yeah. guy. Yeah. I, I was able to I was able to coast through on B's and C's doing next to nothing. So uh, if I yeah if I had actually tried, I probably would have been a good student. But I was just like, what's the big deal? A B and a C gets you in too. Who cares? And we had fun though. Like like McLemon, did you have fun? That's in why I was a Buckeye. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Kidding. I mean, I went to the original Animal House. You know, it wasn't like Dartmouth was. What you get into these schools, you don't have to do any work. You guys, is that the hard part? Is yeah, getting into it's all getting in. By the way, you know that Dayton has exploded academically. I have a friend who went there, and all they do is brag about these huge SAT scores. I couldn't get in there now. Yeah, you probably could. No, I, 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 but I transferred in to the University of Dayton. But my dad worked in the computer science department. That helped me get. I couldn't have gotten into a lot of these schools. You two in the back. Princey went to NYU. You went to Dartmouth. But and NYU, you, by the way, has gotten – that school has improved more than anything. Like, NYU is now like an Ivy, and it never was like that before. Yeah, be hard to get in. But who had more fun, front row and myself or the back row? Princey, you lived at home with your mom. I did not have a lot of fun in college. High school, I had my share of fun, but um, I took my academics in junior high school and high school way too seriously, and I probably missed out on some good times because I was too worried about getting a 99 on some midterm or finals. Yes, boy. I'm going to say that Seton had more fun per day, but I had a longer run. Seton was like a sprinter in college. He got it all out early and then 
tapped out, whether it's his choice or others. Mm. I was in for the long haul at college. I was there like the Belushi plan. Well, I actually graduated and then stayed in my off-campus house Dad. while I still worked at a job at a, at a radio station. Desperado. How about that? Wow. I know. How sad is that? I think I, was, I think I was 24. Oh. <laughs> 22 is acceptable. I was 24, oh. still living. Can you buy a again? Hey, guy, you guys going to Derby Days over at Sigma Chi? <laughs> All right, you? I'll see you over there. I'll buy the beer. Don't worry about see it. See you in the quad. Yeah. I, was, oh I think God, I was 24, 24. living in, in my <laughs> off-campus house at the University of Dayton. Yeah. And the people you're living with are still going to college. Yes, they are. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. like Rob Lowe and St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah. I remember I had a, a 72 Corvette T-top. Nice. Killing it. Yeah. yeah. Crushing. Yeah. That's, that's a big-time car. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's no joke. Oh, yeah. Bright yellow. You were like an assassin, I bet. Canary yellow. Oh, yeah. I get older, but they stay the same. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break here. Last call for phone calls. This day in sports history right after this. Everybody's got a to-do list. I get one from my wife. Drop off the dry cleaning. Pick up some milk. Figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing? You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? Do you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up? This is the way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Have this day in sports history coming up. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, have that for you. How do we get on the topic of how you display your awards, Paulie? We, you were talking about the Heisman Trophy we have in studio. We're, before the show, we were talking about the different trophies we have in the room and the ones we've gotten, like we borrowed Harold Reynolds. And then oh, we start the gold ta- glove. Yeah, and then we start, start talking about it. if you're an athlete or an, anyone who has a lot of awards or a good number of awards or big-time awards, how do you display them at their home? Are you quietly? Because... Remember Lance Armstrong says all his yellow jerseys are in a pile in a box in the garage. He doesn't display them. And- yeah, because I said I'd love to have one of your yellow jerseys. And he said, all right. And he went out into the garage, got a yellow jersey, and then autographed it and sent it to us. But, you know, when we saw Harold Reynolds' gold glove, I've never been more disappointed in an award. And it's an unbelievable accomplishment. You're a, a gold glove winner, an excellent fielder. And Harold Reynolds has three of those. And he gave me one, at least he let me borrow one, and it looks like they just took a, a Little League baseball glove and spray-painted Rust-Oleum on it, gold, and even the baseball. Like, it it looks – that's one of those where you put it as far away as possible, like on a high shelf, so nobody can actually touch it, and then it looks like, oh, my God, those are gold baseballs. That glove, it's made of gold. And then you pick it up and you go – this is the cheapest award. Like, if you go high-profile awards, it might be number one on that list. Yes, Tom. It looked like some kind of elementary school science fair project kind of thing that was put together with paper mache and stuff. Yeah. Like, I was really – I felt bad for Harold. 
because you go, oh, man, that looks cool. And then I touch it, and all it is is just spray-painted a baseball glove and the baseballs themselves. And so when he said, hey, I want to get my gold glove back, I gladly gave him back his gold glove. Like, I didn't even fight him. Darius Rucker, when he wanted his Grammy back, I went, oh, come on. Carson Palmer, when he's going to want his Heisman back, you know, that'll be a little bit tougher. But the gold glove, I'm like, yeah, take it, man. We don't want any of that cheap stuff around here. Yeah, yes, Paul. If you went over to someone's house who had a major award, a Heisman or a Grammy or something huge, and it's not displayed. Like a sports Emmy. Would you think, oh, that's, that's humble of them? Or you'd be like, hey, dude, put it out there. Put it in your office. Put it out. People want to see that kind of stuff. I don't think anybody wants to see it. And but we, I don't think you could say that because you have them. But but I don't know if anybody, like, when people have seen the sports Emmys, they'll go, is that like a real Emmy? And then I go, it's a sports version of the Emmy. And, and, and yes, it's real. Yes, Todd. I know you're being humble, but for me anyway, and I don't think it's bragging, if you had a special award of some kind that very few people have, I would prominently display it, put it on a... On, you know, on top of the fireplace or put lighting on it or whatever people do to kind of make it stand out. And, I, and if someone comes in and thinks that you're bragging because you're showing it off in some room of the house, then that, they're just jealous and that's silly. You, you know, you want something. Don't leave it in the garage no, or hiding I, in a basement. Well, no, 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 I wouldn't leave it in the garage. But I, I like the awards I've got, like the Marconi, which is best uh, radio host in America. And I have the plaques downstairs, but it's in the bar area. You, you, would, you wouldn't even know they were there. But that's that's fine. I I don't know. Then why hang it up at all if it's not meant to be shared with friends and family and say, "Wow, look at that! That's so cool." I just don't want you to walk in and all of a sudden, then like trophies are gathered there in in the foyer, and, and like, "Oh, okay, got all your awards out." Like at the Christmas party when you come over, it's not like I go, "Man, where am I going to put all these awards here so everybody can see them?" Uh, it's not like it's your door knocker or something, one of your sports enemies or something like that. It's like it's going to hit you in the head as soon as you come through the door. I love winning them. I do. Love winning them. But I have no real interest in displaying them. Like, we put them in here because it, it's great conversation speech or a piece there. But I, I don't go, boy, let's put them out. I would have them stacked in front of my de- Oh, that's right. I do have one right there. Do I still have this button that works here on this? Let's see if I got this. The Emmy launcher? Yeah. But I don't. Built yeah, in. Oh, there it goes. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Now, it's, it's, a, it's recessed into the, uh, the desk that I have here. So if I press this button. That is just and, fantastic. And there, there, and she, there goes. she goes. So it's like, it's like a uh, like a punctuation, like, hey, wow, great question, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. you're right, it was. Thank you. See, that, Actually, that would be obnoxious. If you, if you had that in your house. I get one of those, uh, oh, that's a great question. And then when you go, oh, that little thing was a great question, and then I just hit the button, and then it just comes up through the desk. Yeah, like you don't even have to say anything. We'll just see the <laughs> Emmy come up and be like, oh, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I talked over you. I got punished just now. Yeah, Paulie just brought down the... Uh, I was the, at the wrong button. I thought it was Gadget Day. I'm the, sorry. The cone of silence here. Uh, what did you learn today, Todd? You think the Pelicans may have to consider shutting down Zion Williamson for the season? Yeah. McLovin, what did you learn? Tom Verducci hates that three-batter minimum rule. Boy, does he ever. Seton O'Connor. You stayed at your uh, college house until you were 24. All right. I <laughs> was killing okay. it, too. Uh, Paulie. <laughs> 24 and a half, I heard. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mr. Patrick, will you buy us beer? Sure. We can have a party? What did I learn, Todd? Damian Thompson says since the Ravens' offense revolves around him, Lamar Jackson could run for 1,500 yards if he wanted. And sports information is vital, no different when you're shopping for a car. That's why True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want. So when you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car, visit True Car. Enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Flutie will be on the show tomorrow. Flutie Flakes. Talk to you then. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Jordan here. I know a lot of you create your own podcasts, and a lot of you already have one like me. I obviously love what I do. It's taken a lot of hard work to get to this point of success. You shouldn't have to pay fees for platform hosting, distribution, analytics, 
or fees to create a podcast. You need to be able to focus on producing the best show possible. Now, Podcast One, that's the network I'm on, they have Launchpad Digital Media, or Launchpad DM for short. So it's free, includes unlimited hosting, full control of distribution. You have access to a full dashboard with analytics. Again, totally free. You own everything, by the way. You own your content, you own your subscribers, no tricky stuff there. And you get your own show page on launchpaddm.com for people to listen to and subscribe to your show. It's the only hosting platform brought to you by the leading network, Podcast One. Podcast One will promote the site, drive people to discover your podcast, and if your show grows, you could even be invited to join Podcast One's all-star roster, which includes people like Adam Carolla, Caitlin Bristow, Shaq, Lady Gang, and of course, me, Jordan Harbinger, on there too. You also get access to their production and sales support. So with all this completely free, don't use other hosting platforms. Why would you need to? Learn more or sign up now at launchpaddm.com. And don't forget to check out the Jordan Harbinger Show. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.